Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Listen to the last two segments and all of our past shows. Go to our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio, or also go to iTunes and SoundCloud.com and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear this show in its entirety and all of our past shows. We were talking about desperation here with Kyle Eidemann. We want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One and LNN Credit Union for sponsoring our show. Kyle, you mentioned uh, in, in the last segment about confession and how it helps us move towards this this gift of desperation, receiving from God. Because we're all about receiving. You know, we want the blessings of God, but we we don't want the the pain in, in in the midst of. But the Bible says that you know we're to humble ourselves. We are to be we're, we're to choose to be poor in spirit. And you, you mentioned this whole confession thing. Talk about that a little bit more. So. Um, Confession, and specifically as it relates to volunteering your sin, where you volunteer confession, is what's so hard for us. An example of this would be um, if we get pulled over uh, by a police officer because we're speeding and he confronts us with how fast we're going, we're likely to say, yep, I, I was doing that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been speeding. Uh, but if you're speeding and then later that day you're at the store and you see a police officer you don't go up to the police officer and say hey i need to tell you something <laughs> right earlier today i was going 70 and a 55 you, you don't do that you don't voluntarily confess and so we very much have uh, become accustomed to repenting or uh, confessing when we get caught but not voluntarily but the the difference between those two is so significant because when i voluntarily do it mm. that's when I humble myself, that's when I'm being poor in spirit. I'm putting myself in that position. Um, and, and so when I talk to guys about this, one of the things that I would say is <laughs> it's hard. You know, like we want to find out what are the three things that will make this easy. Um, there's not a list, right? <laughs> I, it is, it's a difficult thing to do. But here's what I would say in my experience is number one, it gets easier uh, because you find such freedom uh, when you step out from darkness and into the light. And mm. uh, the darkness has so much power over us when we stay in darkness. But the moment we pull that with our pride into the light, uh, it, it, it loses a lot of that grip on us. Uh, secondly, I would say that the person you're confessing to it, they're just as broken as you are, oftentimes in some of the same ways. Um, but I know this to be true as a pastor. It, you know, when I'm preaching and teaching to people out there, uh, every single one of us are broken sinners. And again, those who are um, the most broken, those who are in the most danger, are those who don't realize it. Mm. And um, and so. Take courage in that. Take some comfort in that. That the the person that you're going to confess to, or as you as you talk honestly to, they're struggling as well. And um, and I and I find so much strength in um, being around other men who live this way, who've mm -hmm. kind of agreed that this is part of what it means to be a man rather than the opposite. And I see other guys do this. And I'm like, you know what? I, I respect that. That takes courage. And that's the kind of man I want to be. Uh, but if I'm not around those type of men, um, I will s step away from it. It, it becomes it becomes more difficult for so, me. So the opposite side of that is uh, secrecy and um, just not being vulnerable, not being transparent, mm -hmm. really is the opposite of experiencing the gift of desperation. Yeah, and you, you know, 
we we tend to prefer denial as long as possible, and um, oh. and that's why things Ouch. oftentimes have to get so desperate for the for us to realize what we're talking about. Um, but if we'll stop and we'll kind of self-examine where we're at, uh, you know, we'll find that there there's there's desperation. I need to cry out to God. I need to ask for help. I, I don't know if your wives have like this um, makeup mirror where it. It shows the up close version. Uh, it's not like a, it's like a super powered mirror. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. There, one side of it's normal, natural, and the other side of if it we're married, shows I think. you everything. <laughs> yeah, it it's. I mean, she has this in our bathroom, and sometimes it's flipped to the super powerful side of the mirror, and I'll glance at myself, and it scares me. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know I looked like that, but uh, but she'll—that's what she'll use to look at herself, right? And and I I think you know the Bible talks about this in the book of James that the word of God is uh, is like a mirror that we can hold up. It tells us the truth about who we are, and as we study God's word, we recognize the truth about who we are. We become more desperate. We cry out to God and. And that's when we experience his his power and his presence. So, so another example, uh, in addition to confession, would be when we proactively seek and pursue the truth of God, and say, Lord, I, I want to see myself the way you see me. I want, I, I need you. I am broken, and I'm pursuing your truth. I'm in a, in a living relationship with you. Right. Uh, I'm aligning myself with uh, what God has said, whether than rather than what I may desire or what may feel right to me. I, I'm going to align my life with um, with what with what Scripture says. Mm. Okay. So uh, confession, uh, repentance, diligently seeking Him through His Word and through His truth. Uh, what are some other ways that we can, you know, our job? Well, implied within those uh, three things would be prayer. That, you know, in prayer, we are doing those things. But I, I don't want to step over that or assume that that implication is obvious. Mm-hmm. But but in prayer, we are, um, we are confessing and we are aligning and we are expressing our need and dependence on God. Uh, one of the things that has helped me in this, especially um, in recent years, is to understand the importance of uh, where I'm praying those prayers, uh, that I need to be in an environment that reflects the desperation that I feel. So that may be on my knees, you, you know, that ha- may have to do with mm-hmm. posture. It may have to do with location. Uh, so for me, it's not just, hey, I'm going to turn off the radio in the car, right? I mean, that's a good place to pray, but but I need it to reflect where I am standing in need mm-hmm. of God. Uh, it, that that really helps me with this, and a big piece of that for me, I never thought I would say this, is journaling. I used to hate journaling, but I have found that um, that desperation and, and desperate prayers flow more freely uh, when we're when we're writing some of those things down. I, I would love to challenge guys. It doesn't have to be long or drawn out, and you don't need to get like a journal with flowers on it. But just <laughs> just write some of this stuff out to help you. Um, think more intentionally. You know, the Bible talks about how pride blinds us from sin. And and what we have to do is constantly uh, fight to keep our eyes open, uh, to constantly uh, fight to to be aware of our need for God. Mm. 
So uh, in this whole journaling thing, we could do a whole whole you know show on that. But when when did that come to light for you? You know, it came for me in, I mean, I can tell you what year it was. It was in 2009. And in that year, I just began to understand some things in, in three areas of my life. As, a, as a, a husband, as a father, and as a pastor, I am in way over my head. Uh, I don't know how it took me that long to realize it, frankly, <laughs> because it was true long before then. But that year, I just... I felt it and I knew that some things had to change or I was going to be in trouble. Um, and, and so I began, I began to just write, it felt over, some of the things felt overwhelming to me. And so it just helped me to write them, them out. And before long, I thought, oh, I'm journaling. I got tricked into this, but I, that's what I'm doing. And, um, and when I was, when it felt like it was coming from, a lot of different sides. I think uh, psychologists call this stress contamination, where it's just—it's not one thing. It feels like there's about a half a dozen things. One of the best things you can do is process that with God, but but to do so in in a written form. So so for you, for example, um, you would write, "Dear Lord, I am absolutely today. I am. I don't know where to turn." Mm-hmm. Right. So what I would do is I have uh, in my closet a uh, I have in my co- closet six different candles. So one candle each for uh, my wife and my kids, and then I have one candle that represents uh, what God has called me to as a pastor leader. And, and those are the things that I pray for every day. And so I'll light that candle, and uh, while I'm praying for my wife, I'm journaling through through that. And I'll light the next candle as I'm praying for my oldest daughter. I'm I'm going to write through some of that. Uh, I just make my way through declaring dependence on God uh, in that way. And, and I know that for, for some people that seems a little bit, uh, oh, I don't know, a, a little bit campy, uh, a <laughs> little bit too much, like let's sing Kumbaya. But, but it really does help us to have some uh, very tangible ways uh, to be intentional with uh, crying out to God. Well, y- what you're describing is uh, I'm taking some some time and energy and thought and forethought how to approach God and like I, I need this as with my, my my relationship with my wife and my my kids and it's not driving down the not, you know I'm, I'm on the Gene Snyder driving down the road and I'm I'm praying for my kids. That's helpful and that's good. But I think you're saying I'm I'm going to be even more deliberate, more intentional, more focused in this pursuit of I need you, God. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that what would my life, what would my relationships look like if I was as intentional um, at crying out to God, intentional with asking for his help as I was uh, with what I do at work or what I do in taking care of the home. What if I put that same intentionality, that same uh, purpose behind my pursuit of uh, receiving God's help in my in my life and all these other areas? Wow. We're going to take a break and come back for our final segment. Mm. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, or when you're talking about desperation, <laughs> it kind of goes back pretty quick, too. But we're going to take a break, final one, come back with a final segment with Cal Ladman uh, on talking about desperation and his book, The End of Me, uh, when we come back on Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to our fourth and final segment with Kyle Eidemann today. We're talking about desperation and we're talking about uh, humility and, and the gift of desperation. When mm-hmm. people hear the word desperation, a lot of times they think bad circumstances. And that's uh, true, but there's also a, it's also there can be a gift in the desperation, not necessarily the circumstances, but the desperation that come out of that. Yeah, you know, Kyle, when you describe a time maybe in your own life or someone else when when you when there was this deep desperation, I mean, you just don't know what to do, and you you cry out to God, and and there becomes this gift that God has given you describe that yeah for me i lived under the illusion for a long time that i could fix and control things now i didn't know i was that way right uh but i was and so when challenges would come whether it was at work or with family i I would pray about it but i would also have a mentality that okay if i if i really work at this i can I can fix the situation. Um, and when when situations would spiral and I, I realized I couldn't control them or fix it, then suddenly I would have fears. Like I, I didn't know it at the time. I, those fears would oftentimes surface as anger. I'd just get angry because these things were happening mm-hmm. that I couldn't fix and I couldn't control. Uh, but really those were fears. They were based out of this fear that I don't. I can't do anything about this, and, and so what I want to do then um, is step into those fears uh, with a, a dependence on God. Now that that comes oftentimes um, in our closest relationships. Um, so you know, with my kids, uh, yeah, I've got three teenage girls, and I'm well aware of the fact that we need to pray for you. Yeah, right let's now. just stop and pray. <laughs> uh, and I'm well aware of the fact that I. You know, when they were younger, I could kind of live under this illusion that I could control their decisions and I could control their lives. That's not true anymore. <laughs> and that's scary for me. And, and yet what I know is that when I start to fear that, that's when I need to cry out to God. That's where I'm desperate and dependent on him. Um, I've been married 21 years. I'm more aware than ever um, that there's a lot of reasons for my wife not to like me, right? Like there's all kinds of reasons. And, um, and, and so I can't control her feelings. I can't control her emotions. Um, I have to, I, I have to let I have to let go of those things and um, and trust and trust God as I pursue her heart. Um, and, and that's true for me in, in ministry that I have these fears of uh, different things that I don't I can't necessarily control. And so in, in that in that fear, it's an opportunity uh, to, p- to put my dependence on God and um, and, f- and find peace in that rather than and trying harder to control, harder to manipulate, uh, harder to force what I want upon the situation. So fall on your knees and go, Lord, I, I don't even, I, I don't know what to do here. I, I don't, I, I don't know how to, to help my wife. She's, you know, we're having this struggle. We're having this issue. She doesn't understand, uh, you know, God help. Yeah. You know, as a f- as fathers, we understand there's a lot of power when a child comes to us and says, "Help me." That that, that is a cry 
of uh, a child that a father does not ignore. Now, you know, my kids might ask for help in all kinds of ways, um, but when they just stop and say, Dad, I need help. I drop everything, right? Because I, I want to. Res- I'm going to respond to that. That is a prayer that we oftentimes don't pray mm. as followers of Jesus. I would challenge your listeners just to pray that simple prayer over these different areas. It's just say, God, help me. God, help me. Uh, because in that uh, in that moment, you know, that creates space. That dependence creates space for God's power because before we were insisting on doing it ourselves. Now we recognize we can't. We say, God, help me. And God, as a father, loves to do that, right? When, when my son, who's 11 at, you know, at the time right now, he, he's strong. He's getting stronger. He likes to show us how strong he is. But there are certain times where he can't lift it and he, he will muscle his way through it because he, he, he doesn't want to ask for help. But when he says, Dad, I, this is too heavy for me. Can you lift this? That's not, I'm like, yeah, I, I, that makes me feel good as a dad. Mm. I, I, I love that. And, and God, as our Heavenly Father, He responds when we cry out with that simple prayer. Wow. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it reminds me of, of what Peter says. He says, when we humble ourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. I mean, he loves to come in and rescue. The psalmist said, he is a very present help in our time of need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in in that need, uh, he, he lifts us up. We can experience uh, his help in in some profound ways. I, I, to go back to the example I was using with my son, I remember a number of years ago, uh, we were traveling, uh, on, we were on vacation, it was like two in the morning, we stop at this hotel, and uh, he gets his suitcase out, he's half asleep, walking across the parking lot, he can't carry it anymore, I come up to him, and he, I said, buddy, you want me to carry your suitcase? Uh, and he nods his head, yes. I start walking away from him, carrying his suitcase. And I realize he's not following me. Like, he's still in the parking lot, just standing there half asleep. And I go back to him. And I'm like, hey, pal, you want me to carry you too? And he shakes his head, yes. And uh, I said, you know, uh, I'd love to do that. So I scoop him up in my arms. But as, as a dad, I didn't want to just carry him his suitcase. I was glad to carry him. And so when Peter mm. talks about humbling ourselves, that he will lift us up, what we find is that God not only carries our weights uh, when we cast them upon him, but he also carries us. Mm. And as a father, uh, he's glad to do it. He delights to do that mm. in our tears, in our wh- whatever we're going through. Listeners, if, you are, if you're in the middle of deep, troubled waters in your marriage or in your family or in your work situation or, um, or health-wise, um, cry out to God. The, the greatest thing you could do is fall on your knees. I, 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 I so love my dad taught me growing up. I can tell you what, I, what he did last night and what he will do tonight. He will be at his bedside on his knees just to try to put himself in a posture of, of, of saying, I am dependent, I am needy of you, God. I need your help. Oh, wow, this is, um, this is good stuff. Um, K- Kyle, d- just real quickly, we talked about um, this, this gift of desperation, um, confession, um, going to God's word, 
um, being seeking his truth so that we can walk in his truth. We talked about prayer a little bit. I'm reminded of what uh, D.L. Moody said, a day without prayer is a boast against God. Um, anything else that can help us move into this um, uh, desperate so that we can get the gift of desperation. Yeah, so I, I would add one other word to that, and it's obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, when will you be desperate enough to obey? Um, you guys earlier um, on your show um, talked about pornography, and, um, you know, there comes a place in a struggle like that where you have to decide am i desperate enough to do something different because you might be desperate enough to ask for help you might be desperate enough to confess sin you might be desperate enough um to to get some accountability but when will you be so desperate that you will obey what god has asked you to do and and we see this again throughout scripture i I think of Naaman in the old testament where um where he's asked to dip in the jordan river to rid himself of le- leprosy this is a desperate man but he the, he doesn't want it's a humbling thing to go dip in the jordan river he doesn't want to do that uh, but he has a servant there who calls him on it and says look if if god if this prophet if he would have asked you you know to go conquer a nation you would have gone and conquered a nation. he's just asking you to go dip in the jordan river so go dip in the jordan river and the and the question was am i going to be desperate enough to just obey what God has asked me to do. Mm, That is good stuff. And I wish we could continue, brother, but we got to wrap this baby up. So, uh, Kyle, it's been great to have you. Good to be with you guys. It's uh, it's a treat. And uh, thanks for coming in. Um, Would you would you pray for our men right now that we would be men who would be desperate for God, that not we wouldn't just say those words, but that we would act um, Lord, I am I am so needy of you. Uh, would you pray for our listeners, please? God, I thank you for the men who are listening to this right now, that they are um, willing to open themselves up to um, uh, to hear about something like this, because it'd be really easy for them to have um, changed the station and to listen to something that wouldn't uh, put a spotlight on them. It would be very easy for them to look away from the mirror. Uh, but God, they have been willing to uh, take a few moments and and be honest with themselves about who they are. Um, and God, I pray that would result in a humble cry to you for help. Uh, God, I know that you hear the cries of your children, that you respond when we cry out to you. And that for many of us, the only thing that's really keeping us from experiencing your blessing in our lives is just a a humble crying out. And so, God, would would you help us to do that? I, I would ask God that that we would be willing to maybe just take that posture. If, if everyone listening to this right now would decide that they're going to go home and they're going to get on their knees for a few minutes and they're just going to simply cry out to you for help, I, I think that would be one of the most um, most impactful things that they could do. So, so God, would you help us to to humbly do that, to do that day in and day out. Um, God, I, I know that we can um, want to see an immediate change and, and an immediate effect, um, but God, you tell us that in due time, you will lift us up. And so would you help us to be patient, but to be faithful um, as we uh, cry out to you and as we recognize our need for you and help us to challenge each other as men to, to do this, to be this way. It takes courage. It takes strength. 
So God, would you help us as brothers to live this out together? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So we uh, appreciate Kyle coming in today. And if you want to get more about uh, Kyle and his information, you can go to com, see some of his books. And what's your Twitter handle, Kyle? I think it... <laughs> I'm looking uh, it up right now. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> it's at Kyle Eidemann. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, but, there you go. Yeah. At Kyle Eidemann on Twitter. And uh, we thank you for listening. And listen to this whole show in its entirety. Go to our Facebook page, iTunes, Solid, uh, or SoundCloud, and type in Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. Pass this along to someone else. We want to thank Alan and Dave for behind the controls who help put the show together as well. They, they don't get enough credit. So we thank those guys for putting the show together. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully, Lord willing, on Solid Steps Radio. 